Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Friday edition of the program. I'm going to tell you up front, I am struggling with my voice today. I've uh, been coughing and I guess I have a head cold, so I'm going to do my best to make it through uh, so we can get to the weekend. But a big show today. We've got three guests set to join us. And before we talk anything about guests, obviously today, the potential for really big recruiting news, that's because Mackenzie Mbako, a class of 2023 Big-time player that decommitted from Duke recently is going to make a decision tonight. I believe around 6 o'clock is what I've seen. I don't know where he's going to do it. I assume maybe his own social media accounts. But he's going to make a decision between Indiana and Kansas, and that decision is expected at some point this evening. There have been all sorts of Internet rumors and social media posts uh, and even some cryptic uh, tweets and messages from Hunter Dickinson, the former Michigan player who recently committed to Kansas that may indicate that Mbako, McKenzie Mbako, is going to commit to be a Jayhawk, but we'll see. Uh, until his announcement is out there, we don't know. There is uh, nothing confirmed, just rumors right now. So it would be a huge get for Indiana at this point. Obviously, he's a guy that's going to come in and be immediately available for next season. He's someone that comes into really whatever program he were to choose. Uh, and he had a long list of suitors when he left Duke come in as a starting player next year, definitely at Indiana. Kansas, I don't know that he was guaranteed or would have been a starter, will be a starter, who knows, next season. But so Indiana's got that on their side. We'll see how things play out. McKenzie and Baco, one of the most talked about recruitments here in the springtime as he gets ready to make his decision and announcement, we believe, around 6 o'clock tonight. So we'll talk more about that a little bit later in the program today. But a busy show. Let's get to the lineup, a service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Segment one, Les Wright, very familiar name in sports here in southern Indiana. He's still volunteering with the IU Varsity Club. He's going to join us in just a moment as we talk about the Hoosiers for Good event that's going to be at Huber's coming up on May 31st. We have more details on that event. Les will tell you how to get tickets. I know there's been a lot of buzz about that the last couple days. We mentioned it on our program Thursday, so a lot of people wanting to know how to secure tickets and some of the details and what coaches are going to be there and Hoosiers for Good and NIL Collective getting involved as far as the organizing body, you could say, of that event. Les will have more details on all of that 
coming up here in just a few moments. Also, later in the show, it's Friday, so Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will join. We'll talk the latest with IU basketball, McKenzie Mbako, his decision coming up tonight, and more with Dylan. And then Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star, he's always with us as well on Fridays as we talk recruiting and high school sports and basketball and a lot more with Kyle coming up later in the show. That's the lineup, a service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. One more time, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question, a comment, something for less on this IU Hoosiers for Good event, something for Dylan or Kyle, if you want to give your prediction on McKenzie and Baco and where you think he's going and why you think he's going to commit to be a Hoosier or a Jayhawk, you can send that in as well, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold, thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Let's get to our first guest, Les Wright, former Floyd Central Athletic Director, big IU Varsity Club involved uh, over the years. Les, it's always great to connect with you and talk sports here in southern Indiana. Thanks, Matt. It's good to be with you this morning. Absolutely. Let's talk about the annual IU, I guess, Coaches Tour is a great way to phrase it. It takes place at Huber's Orchard and Winery. This year's date is May 31st. A little different. You're still involved as a volunteer, but it's no longer directly through the IU Varsity Club. There's an organization, Hoosiers for Good, which is an NIL collective that is taking the reins on this event. Unless i got to believe a big part of that is because the ticket sales and the sponsorships will now directly benefit IU basketball players and other athletes. That is correct. The, uh, the function this year is entitled Across the State with Hoosiers for Good. And uh, they will be going to various places around the state, but uh, our function down here seems to always draw the biggest crowd of any place, and uh, we're hoping it will do that again this year. The monies from this will all go to uh, the NIL program, Uh, along with a portion of it will go to a local charity this year. And that charity, I understand, is going to be the Ralph Incorporated uh, organization that uh, takes care of handicapped individuals here in our area. Oh, that's great. Les Wright, my guest, we're talking about the across-the-state tour with the Hoosiers for Good organization at Huber's. The date is May 31st, and Les, I'd like you to run through all of the key details for the event, and of course the most important part after that is tell listeners today how they can secure a ticket to this event, which typically has been either a sellout or really darn close to a sellout. Yes, I'll be glad to do that. First of all, the coaches and players going to have players this year from the men's and women's basketball and football programs will be there. I know for certain that the women's basketball coach cannot be there. She's got a conflict, but she will have her program represented. Uh, 
There will be an autograph session after the program is over where the coaches will be available and the players, too, I understand, to sign various things that you might have. Tickets this year will be the same as in the past, $50 a piece, or you can get a table for 10 for $1,000, and that gives you a little better seating than if you just uh, spend the $50 for an individual seat. You can reserve a table if you want to for $500, which would be a table of 10 for 50 a piece. So it will work either way. However, you get special seating for the $1,000 uh, price. The uh, situation, doors open at 5.30. We will be able to send you through the buffet line almost immediately. And the program, they're hoping to start it a little earlier this year than they have in the past. Hope to get the program started around 6 o'clock. And uh, with that, there will be a live auction Hoosiers for Good will have items that they're going to be auctioning off. All of the auction uh, receipts will go to Hoosiers for Good. The local alumni chapter for IU is not involved in it this year. All right, good stuff. Les Wright telling us about the IU coaches tour stop at Huber's coming up on May 31st. Now, Les, just to recap, I know you said Coach Morin the women's basketball coach had a conflict that night, but she will be represented, I assume, by someone else from her program and also some players. It sounds like Coach Woodson is maybe up in the air for that event. Is that coach, correct? And it, Coach Woodson is a question mark at this moment. However, I anticipate that he will be there. Uh, if not, I know one of his assistants will be there to represent him. Coach Allen is committed to be there for the football program. And uh, I might tell you the best way to get tickets at this point, uh, you can simply make out a check to Hoosiers for Good. Don't make it out to IU Foundation. Make it out to Hoosiers for Good. And uh, you can send that to me at 2104 trainer that's like athletic trainer road at borden b-o-r-d-e-n 47106 you may also try to get tickets through the university by going to this website it's entitled updates that's u-p-d-a-t-e-s at go dot iuhoosiers.com again that's updates at go.iuhoosiers.com and again okay. my address is 2104 trainer road borden indiana 47106 all right we'll remind folks of that i know it'll be different for the annual attendees that does not go as less said to the IU Foundation or Varsity Club, all checks should be made payable to Hoosiers for good. And we'll continue to remind people about that. Les, you've been involved and around this event for many years. Obviously, when all the head coaches there, that's really a special evening. But 
I like the twist of the NIL. We know how important that is to the college athletics game and how important it's going to continue to be in the future. So it makes sense that because some of this money will go to athletes that the coaches will be joined by, you hope, some of the star players as well. I know for certain that the big kid that we just recently got from Oregon would not have been there if we had not had NIL money to get him there. Uh, I am hoping that we have more NIL money available for him than what Kansas does <laughs> for today's recruits, because that's what it's getting down to nowadays. Who has the most money? Sorry to say. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Talking with Les Wright, Hoosiers for good stop at Huber's coming up on May 31st. Tickets available by sending a, a check to Les Wright. We'll remind you of that address coming up here in just a few minutes. But Les, while I've got you, let's go back to last year. It was a big year for Coach Woodson and even previous years with other head coaches. When that banquet hall, when that beautiful facility at Huber's is jam-packed with Southern Indiana residents and businesses, it's a great networking opportunity, and it's just a wonderful evening to hear directly from head coaches, assistant coaches, and now you're going to get to see and talk with some of the players as well. It really is the big deal when it comes to supporting IU athletics locally here in southern Indiana. It is a great evening, a fun evening, and I think if you're a true Indiana fan, you'd want to be there. Uh, I would give you my phone numbers in case you have any further questions. You can reach me, 812-987-1513. All right, That's so 812-987-1513. All right, again, checks made payable to Hoosiers for Good. If you want to mail a check to Les Wright, 2104 Trainer Road, Borden, Indiana, 47106. And the phone number for more information, 812-987-1513. Les, always great to catch up. Uh, always fun to talk IU basketball. And, of course, the big stop at, Hoosier, uh, at Huber's each year. I know that I speak for a lot of people when we say we appreciate the work you did at Floyd Central for a number of years and, of course, how you've continued to be involved in IU here locally, supporting athletics and the university as a whole. So really appreciate the time and always giving us a heads-up so we can promote and attend this great event, and we'll talk with you again here very soon. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate being on. Absolutely. Les Wright with us here on this Friday edition of the program. Again, Hoosiers for Good, the NIL Collective, they are organizing the annual stop at Huber's now. It's May 31st at Huber's Orchard and Winery. Doors open at 5.30. Program begins around 6. According to Les, as soon as you get in, you can line up around 5.30 to go through the buffet line. What we know about coaches, uh, as of now, Coach Woodson up in the air, but hopeful that he can make it. He will be represented by somebody from the men's basketball staff if he can't, and, of course, players as well. Uh, Coach Morin will not be there due to a scheduling conflict. She'll be represented by someone else from the women's basketball program, also players as well. And Tom Allen, the head IU football coach, he will be in attendance at Huber's coming up on May 31st. Tickets available, a few different options as far as tables, sponsorships, individual tickets as low as $50 a head. Call Les Wright, 812-987-1513. Again, 812-987-1513. 
For more information, or you can make your check payable to uh, the Hoosiers for Good. Again, make that payable to Hoosiers for Good and mail it to 2104 Trainer. Again, Trainer Road in Borden, Indiana, 47106. We'll remind you about this coming up here over the next week or so. I know there seems to be getting a later start than normal, but I would expect to sell out. That's just how things go. Uh, it's a good opportunity to support the Hoosiers. I think the NIL piece will make people, even if Coach Woodson is confirmed maybe not to be there uh, between now and the event, I think people still want to support and understand how important NIL opportunities and raising those funds and opportunities are for current and incoming Indiana Hoosiers. And just as Les said, uh, kel Ware from Oregon, NIL is a big piece of why he chose uh, Bloomington. Uh, today, McKenzie Mbako, his decision between IU and Kansas. I'm sure that a lot of it goes into playing time and coach and NBA opportunities that could sp- uh, span from that. But we'd be lying if we didn't tell ourselves that NIL was going to play a big role in Mbako or any of the other big names, whether they're out of the transfer portal or out of traditional high school recruiting. It's just where we're at today in college athletics. So I think fans will appreciate not just supporting Indiana, but supporting Indiana's NIL operation uh, through Hoosiers for Good, which, again, is a separate from the university organization uh, that has an NIL collective set up to benefit IU athletes across a number of different sports. So thanks to Les for being with us to begin our program today. Uh, One other note to pass along. Just saw this before we came on the air, but Rick Pitino and St. John's have picked up a huge commitment. Jordan Dingle... He was the latest really big name from mid-major college basketball that entered the transfer portal last week, maybe a week and a half ago. Indiana was one of the first schools to contact him. He had a whole list of really good opportunities, but he's going back to his nearest hometown and going to play for Coach Patino and St. John's in New York City. So that's a loss for Indiana and a big pickup, probably Rick Patino's biggest pickup so far at St. John's. He's really working or attempting to work some magic with that roster. But Jordan Dingle, the big name that entered a week and a half or so ago, he committed to St. John's a little bit earlier today. So that is now official. And again, if you're just tuning in, I've had a couple texts. What's the deal with it? McKenzie Mbako, when's he going to make his decision? All I've seen is 6 p.m. and social media. I don't know who it's going to come from, if it'll be his own account, a media member's account, but we do expect around 6 p.m. to have some understanding of uh, his announcement, his decision. It's between IU and Kansas for Mbako, the recent Duke decommitment. So big, big opportunity here for Indiana. And we'll see here in the final hours of this recruitment if they can find a way to bring him in tonight. All right, we'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Lots of IU discussion, including McKenzie and Baco coming up after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, 
back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday edition of the program. Dylan Wallace is going to join us of the Seymour Tribune here in just a second. Obviously, a big potential for news tonight with McKenzie and Baco set to make his decision coming up at 6 o'clock. I do want to mention, again, uh, Jordan Dingle from Penn. He committed to St. John's out of the transfer portal just before we came on the air today. A big get for Rick Patino and St. John's. That is Patino's, according to Justin Kalen, a producer of the show, ninth pickup out of the transfer portal since he took over the St. John's program. So we don't know exactly what Coach Patino's first team is going to look like at St. John's, but it's going to look way different from last year, that's for sure, with nine new faces coming in via transfers this offseason. That is absolutely amazing. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, I promised everybody that you knew all the scoop on McKenzie and Baco. You're going to tell us when, where, how, and even who he's picking. So go ahead and give us that information. <laughs> well, uh, I know when. Six o'clock, I think, is, is the time. Um, and and uh, that's all I got. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think it's, it's been pretty kind of under wraps. Um, I think both fan bases I've seen are kind of optimistic about things. You know, I think it'd be tough if you're an Indiana fan to not be a little kind of worried about Kansas just because of the program and what's it, what it's been over the years for them to be able to, if they really wanted to go all in on this player, it'd be tough to kind of scoop them from Kansas. But um, the fact that we're in the conversation, I think, is a good thing. They're both Adidas schools, so, you know, in terms of whatever deal this guy could potentially get, you know, you know, both under the same kind of thing there. So, that you know, that, that shouldn't play a role into it because, you know, that stuff gets more and more pronounced here with NIL as, as we go along. Um, so, so, that shouldn't be an issue, but yeah, I'm 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 really intrigued to figure out how this is going to go. Um, it would be an awesome pickup for Indiana, um, you know, especially after I think a couple misses here and there over this off season, um, and and the time's kind of running down here. You get a guy like this, uh, really kind of changes what you think of the roster heading into next season. Um, and obviously for Kansas, you know, they obviously had one of their big guys transferred yesterday, so you, you don't know if you're reading leaves on that. Is it, is it because Hunter Dickinson went there and he wanted to get out or because, you know, they were saying that this guy was going to come in, Bonko was going to come in. So not sure what to think of that that happened yesterday. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out. I, I think I'd probably lean Kansas right now, but I haven't really seen anything kind of definitive or that made me think like, oh, it's 100% not going to happen for Indiana. Um, I just think... You know, you just tend to, you just feel like when it's in the United States, it just tends to go the other way sometimes. But, hey, I like that we're in the conversation, and, and it's, a, it's a whole different thing to be in the conversation. It's another thing to be able to, to come out on top and for him to pick you. So, um, hopefully they're able to get the job done here. And um, I'm excited to, to, to look out. I mean, whoever, whichever team gets them, it's going to be a big addition. Because this guy, if you just look at the tape, is there any highlights of him? You look at just kind of his, his trajectory and his recruitment and everything, he looks like a really suddenly of a player. So uh, I'm curious to see what happens, and hopefully he picks Indiana. Dylan Wallace joining us. <clears throat> excuse me, he's sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Let's break down both potential destinations. It seems like Mbako maybe wouldn't see, uh, at least on paper, as much court next year when you look at who the Jayhawks are bringing back and bringing in. Most notable, Hunter Dickinson, who they added last week out of the transfer portal. And then Indiana, you look at a situation where 
there's hard to see a, really a way that Mbako would not be a starter and really a key player for Indiana given their roster and roster makeup for next year. So I think he's got two options. One is to maybe not play as much, at least immediately out of the gate, to be part of a strong program that has national championship aspirations. The other is maybe help a team advance further than what others at this point would expect them to do, get a lot of time, a lot of tape for NBA scouts that are going to be watching him and probably already are. Be interesting to see which of those paths that he chooses. And, of course, the uh, other thing is NIL to mention when it comes to Mbako. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure both teams are, are probably pitching a pretty good sales pitch right now in terms of their NIL deal. I think both programs have pretty good uh, foundations there. So I think he's probably getting pretty pretty big offers on both sides there. Um, the fit is really interesting because, obviously, Kansas, you know, they're losing Jalen Wilson. They're losing Gary Dick. Those are two, you know, first-round draft picks probably in the NBA. Um, and so there, there is a potential for him to kind of slide into a starting role there. And I do think he could probably play with Dickinson just because, you know, Mbaka seems like he can really, really be on the perimeter. He seems like he's really comfortable out there. It seems like he's got a pretty nice shot, too. Um, and so, you know, that, that's one thing. But the other thing is, you know, you imagine that Dickinson's coming in um, with probably the idea that he's going to be the first option on offense. Everything's going to run through him. He's obviously more of a post player. I know they can shoot the three a little bit, but he does most of his damage back to the basket. So he wants those touches. He wants the ball inside. Um, does that play into a role for Mbato when you look at that? You look at the Dickinson, you look at what Dickinson's going to want to do there. Um, does that kind of turn you away? And then you look at a situation like Indiana. Um, sure, they don't have it as, as an established big as Dickinson, but with Khalil Ware coming in, you know, the potential of him and what he can do is obviously very intriguing, and Indiana fans want to see that a lot as well. So both teams kind of have instant pieces. Obviously, Kansas's one is, is more kind of defined, and you kind of know what you're getting from Dickinson. And for Mbako to come in Indiana, I mean, clearly, like you said, I mean, he'll definitely, he would definitely be a starter right off the bat, you would imagine. Um, just because you imagine you slot in Xavier Johnson and you slot in Ware and maybe Malik Lanou and other than that, you know, there's, there's two spots left that you don't know who you're going to get it from. And, you know, so, so I'm sure Indiana can, can make a pretty strong pitch on the type of role that he would have. Um, would he be kind of the focal point of the offense? You know, you have a really good point guard in, uh, in Xavier Johnson that can kind of help get things running for him. So um, it's, it's, I'm very curious to see how it goes. And, you know, with Kansas, um, I, I, I don't remember. Do you know if Dewan Harris is back or not for the, for the Jayhawks? Because obviously he's a really good kind of vice of a point guard as well. So you know, that can that can play into things as well. But yeah, I mean, I think both fits are interesting. Not. Yeah, I think both fits are interesting, and, and I do think that the Dickinson piece, you know, it, it could maybe play in Indiana's favor just because of just how much attention he's probably going to want and the way that he plays, and you know, will Bill Self want to kind of just go to him a lot, you know, if Mbaka looks at that and be like, well, if this guy's going to be getting a lot of touches, maybe I won't be. So um, we'll see how that plays out, though. Um, I, I think he could probably play with him as well. So I'm sure Kansas is pitching him pretty good in terms of what his role would be with, with on their team. And, you know, obviously when you look at a guy like what Jalen Wilson was able to do, kind of in that four position, you know, to get him in the NBA and, and see the role that he had on Kansas, I'm sure Kansas can use that. That's pretty strong for Mbaka, so... Um, I'm really curious to see what, what he decides to do. Um, he's, he's a really big-time player, um, and, and like I said, I hope, I hope Indiana's a fit. And I, I do think the fit kind of works out well, and with Indiana, you'd see a really kind of long athletic lineup um, that can spread the floor out, and I'd be really excited to see how the Hoosiers play with that kind of style and that kind of makeup and athleticism. 
talking with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He joins us Fridays on the show. Of course, we're starting the segment talking about Mackenzie Mbaco, who is set to make his announcement between Indiana and Kansas at 6 p.m. You know, we talked about this a while back. I forget who it was making their decision at that point, but some recruitments, boy, there are a lot of leaks, and a lot of people seem to know yeah. about a destination before it actually hits social media or the announcement is made public. But this is one that has been pretty close to the vest. Um, I think even a day or so ago, I was told schools did not even know which way he was leaning. I don't know if that's changed between now and then, but this has been one where there have been rumors and rumblings, but nothing at all coming from Mbako, his social media accounts, or anyone connected to him. He's really been kind of inactive on social media during all this recruiting process and has had uh, a certain media person or others make those announcements about visits and list cuts and announcement dates and times and things of that nature. He's been pretty subdued. So it'll be interesting to see because I don't really think anybody has a true read from what I can tell. Yeah, I've not seen it anywhere. And you think back to just what it was like with Khalil Lair. I mean, how long did we kind of know it seemed like he was going to be in Indiana. Obviously, when he canceled his visits after coming to Bloomington, you know, that gave you even more of an indicator that he was probably going to pick it. And you just kind of knew. Same thing with sort of those, like the Ledlam after he went to Tennessee. Like, you kind of saw the writing on the wall with some of these guys, and, and you started to figure out pretty quickly. And here we are, you know, close to six hours away from when Mbaka's going to commit. And I haven't seen something one way or the other that seems like it's 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 kind of a done deal that, that he would pick. You know, the only thing that made me think, like I mentioned earlier, was just when that the Kansas guy transferred yesterday, and, and like I said, that could also just because Dickinson came in, um, and he's he's obviously a post player as well. So with Dickinson coming in, he's probably like, oh, I want to leave. You know, but it made me think like, okay, is he leaving because they need they want a roster spot, they want more room? Like, I, who knew what that meant? That's the only thing that got me thinking. Um, but other than that, like, I haven't seen anybody post anything there haven't been like i haven't really heard about any kind of message board stuff that have been like saying one way or the other 100 percent. and they've done a good job with this and fun you know i wouldn't be surprised if we get to like three o'clock four o'clock and maybe something gets leaked or someone starts to say something or we start to see the, the trend going one way or the other because that's kind of how things work nowadays but um it, it's been pretty close to that like you said he's been pretty quiet about it you know he's not a super uh, kind of social guy in terms of like his social media presence that you know he posts every now and again, but it hasn't been like any out of this world. So um, it's 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 up in the air right now, and um, these are two really deep schools and two fan bases that are really really in, invested into this decision at two o'clock tonight. Um, and it's just kind of different than what we've been used to. We've seen so many things lately uh, that have just been easy to tell. Even the Dingle one you mentioned earlier, I think a while you know we seemed like we were. He was kind of in the talks with St. John's, and he has made a decision today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, Mbaka, after he was in Bloomington last weekend, and he canceled the Louisville visit, and then it was down to these two schools. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see who he picks. I, I think either way, uh, you know, no matter who he picks, the other team's going to get to see him this year because they play each other in Bloomington. So uh, that, that should be fun, too. I tell you what, Dylan, we're losing you just a little bit on your connection. But, you know, let, let's play devil's advocate here for just a moment. If Indiana gets Mbako, how big of a deal is this for next season? And if they weren't to get Mbako, now that Dingle and some others are off the board as well, you know, and, and we're past the deadline of Thursday yesterday to enter the portal at least, where is Indiana at moving forward? Let's look at both sides of that now. I think if Indiana gets him, 
it's a really big deal. Um, I think you completely kind of change about what you think of the roster. Um, just the, the different lineups they could put out there, the length, the size, the athleticism, the talent, just from Mbako to Ware, and from you to Johnson. I mean, you just think of all the players on the roster. That'd be a pretty big deal. Um, and, and, and you know, I think that's why we're also kind of invested in this because there, there have been some swings and misses here in terms of guys that they've thought they can get. Um, and, and that kind of goes into the part two of that question is, you know, if Mbako chooses Kansas, where does he need a turn? They still have a couple of roster spots to fill. The deadline's approaching here. Um, you know, guys can obviously still enter the portal here coming up in a few days. Um, but still, I mean, you know, I don't know how many people are going to be putting their name in that haven't already. Um, obviously, you know, like I mentioned, the Kansas guy yesterday, you know, he's kind of a backup. He's got a lot of talent, but you know, he doesn't really need kind of a big like that anymore with, with all the guys that they've gotten in Walker and Sparks and Ware and Renew. So, um, you know, where do they turn to next? Is there kind of a guard out there they can try to find? Is there a, is there a backcourt player out there? I'm not sure. And that is such a big deal for the NFL fans. You know, Kansas has got a lot of talent already on that roster. Um, they've got Dickinson coming in. So they probably feel pretty pretty good about what they're going to be like next season. Indiana, looking up in the air. I mean, I do like the roster right now. And, and like we've talked about in the weeks past, there's only chances that, you know, a C.J. Gunner or a Caleb Banks can really make a good jump here. But, you know, you don't know for sure about that. And this Mbaco guy seems like, you know, he's an instant impact guy right away if he comes in. Um, so for him to miss that, I think we'd start to see a little bit uncertainty with the fan base. I think it'll get a little little process here and there on social media, which, you know, it, it tends to do sometimes inside the IU fan base. But um, hopefully they're able to get the job done. It'd be a really big deal. And I think this kind of sways things one way or the other about how people people feel about this offseason. But you got to keep in mind, we do get Cole aware who um, – could be a really, really big-time player. He could be like a lottery pick, you know. Um, so he could, he could change things a lot for Indiana. And, you know, you can't get every single guy, but I think getting Mbaka would, would really change the script on what we feel like this offseason was and maybe change your expectations on what you think the season could be next year. You know, I, I, I mentioned Jesse Roseman talked about a couple times. He doesn't want it to be a rebuild. They want it to be a reload. And, um, you know, getting a guy like Mbaka in, you're definitely reloading with a lot of talent. So uh, we'll see. It's a big decision because I think if, if he can in Kansas, um, things can look a little dire in terms of just what we're willing to turn to next because they do have roster spots to fill. So uh, it's going to be a big decision, um, and we'll see how it plays out. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, one other note. I think we caught this before we went off the air yesterday, but Florida Gulf Coast is going to play at Assembly Hall. That's going to be Indiana's first game of the 2023-24 college basketball season. We know a lot about Indiana's schedule already for next season, and I've asked this question of other guests that joined, but are there any other big non-conference games coming, or is the Empire Classic a two-game deal at Madison Square Garden and the Auburn game down in Atlanta at a neutral site, obviously Kansas at Assembly Hall? Those are going to be the headliners, but is there anything else? Is there a Gavit Games matchup coming when those are announced? Is there anything else fans should, should be waiting on the edge of their seat for as far as the schedule goes? I don't know if Indiana's in the Gavit Games this year, so I don't know if we'll be able to draw a Big East team. Um, I heard someone say that they aren't in it, so I don't know if we'll be hearing about that. But you think about last year's schedule with North Carolina and uh, Kansas, Arizona, those were kind of the big three. Uh, Xavier, those were, those were kind of the big four. So you look at it this year with the two games, the Empire Classic, Auburn and Kansas, those are kind of your four again. So 
you know, if you're looking at what last year was like, you know, this, that might be all the big games we have left. But but I do think you're seeing an increase in the talent, or I guess the teams in some of these quote unquote cupcake games uh, with, with the teams that are bringing in. They're not as kind of low on the Ken Palm pole as, as other teams have been. They're all kind of in the top 200-ish, top 150-ish, which I think is good. It's, it's good competition to bring in in the non-conference. It certainly helps your schedule. Um, and Florida Gulf Coast United has a season opener. Pretty sure Penn Chambers coaches them, the former Penn State coach. So we're, we're all pretty familiar with him. Um, we used to coach the many Lions, and he's a Florida Gulf Coast. So that's kind of a, a Big Ten connection coming back to uh, Assembly Hall. So um, there's always a couple of those throughout the offseason. But, yeah, I would say based off of last year, um, and I know the Gavit games were a part of that, I don't know if we're going to have another big one just because I don't think Indiana's in the Gavit game this year. I could be wrong, but just, I think I heard someone say they're probably not in it. So um, who knows? I don't know what Big Ten teams or Big East teams are going to be a part of that this season. But um, And obviously no Big Ten ACC challenge anymore either. So, uh, But I do, I do like what the schedule looks like right now. You know, you have those kind of four big games, and I think – Based off of last year, everyone's pretty happy with how the schedule shook out. You get, you get a really good test in some conference play. So um, I wouldn't expect any more big games and because and, and, we already do know a lot already. So um, probably just a couple more filler games here or there is what I imagine we'll find out here towards the, towards the rest of the summer. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, as always, thanks for the chat, and uh, we'll do it again next Friday. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, you know, speaking of Dylan being from Seymour where he – covers things for the Seymour Tribune. I saw last night that Josh Land, the Jennings County basketball coach, was promoted to assistant principal, so he has submitted his resignation as the boys' basketball coach at Jennings County. Also, I saw earlier that uh, Jeff Hine, the boys' basketball coach at Bedford, resigned earlier this week. So that this offseason from the Hoosier Hills Conference, Bedford, Jennings County, Floyd Central, New Albany, and Columbus East. Five HHC's boys basketball openings just in this postseason. Uh, that is amazing. Of course, Jeffersonville, Sharon Wilkerson still there. Kirkman still at Seymour. But so many openings this offseason in the Hoosier Hills Conference and really in southern Indiana and the whole state. But that is amazing. We'll head to a break. We're back with Kyle Nedrip of the Indianapolis Star. We'll talk about new Floyd Central coach Fonzo White with Kyle, a little recruiting and more hoops. Stay with us for that here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in for... All the small schools never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday edition of the program. Thornton's text line is open. 502-414-1450 is the number. Again, 502 502- 414-1450. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. He's with us every Friday. Kyle, we'll get to some Indiana stuff or some things in the state, but I've got to ask you the same thing I've asked everybody else today. Is Indiana going to land McKenzie and Baco, or will he be a Jayhawk tonight at 6 o'clock? 
I don't know. I was uh, my my oldest son's a big Jayhawk fan, so uh, you know I was kind of going back and forth with him on that. But uh, he seems to think uh, he seems to think Kansas. I don't. But uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully for IU, obviously a very big piece of the puzzle. So uh, that would be a that'd be a huge get. And uh, you know, like we always talk about, I think a guy like that, obviously, you can attract uh, you know other talent, and uh, guy, you know people want to play with players like that so you know i don't know i mean it, it's hard to hard to know for sure kansas is tough to beat obviously uh you know they seem to be able to get who they want but uh would be a huge get for the hoosiers yeah for sure we'll find out tonight around six o'clock kyle nedrip of the indianapolis star my guest kyle new floyd central coach fonzo white he's from your area he coaches up at fort wayne Currently at Bishop Lures, that's the job he'll be leaving to come to Southern Indiana. We had him on yesterday, seemed like a great guy, very enthusiastic about this new opportunity. What do you know about Coach White? Matt, you still there? Yes. I don't know if we've lost Kyle or not. Kyle, can you hear me? I hear you there now, Matt. You you asked about Fonzo White? Yeah, what, what do you know about the new Floyd Central boss coming down from Northern Indiana? Yeah, I've known Fonzo for quite a while. Uh, he's been involved, uh, you know, in the uh, high school ranks and also, uh, you know, coaching AAU and, uh, you know, just a really genuine person, I would say. And I think, uh, you know, as people get to know him, you know, we'll, we'll find that out. And, you know, he's been, you know, I know he was wanting to, uh, you know, to, to, to get a little bit closer to, you know, home and in central Indiana. So I thought this was interesting uh, to go down to Floyd Central, um, you know, and, and coach down there. But, yeah, guy, he's got a lot of experience. Uh, he, he's, he's been a head coach before, like you said, at Fort Wayne Lures. Uh, he's been an assistant at, at multiple places. He's he knows the uh, travel basketball scene. And like I said, I mean, from a personality standpoint, I think will be a very well-liked uh, person. You know, as people about down there get to know him and uh, find out, you know, what kind of person he is. Just really easy to talk to and get to know uh, you've talked to him, so you probably have found that out already. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've, I've enjoyed our conversations over the years and glad he's getting an opportunity at, a, at an even bigger uh, program, and, and I think he'll, uh, you know, he'll, he'll do well. I think, he'll, I think he knows what it takes to, to build a program, and, and uh, obviously you're, a lot of times or almost every time you're at the mercy of who you have, you know, dollar-wise in your program, but, uh, but I think he'll do. I think he'll do a good job there. I'm, I'm happy to see uh, that worked out. I heard it was potentially going another direction, and you know, some things happen. And I think it'll end up being a good thing for uh, Floyd Central. All right, Kyle Bedrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, with the addition of Coach White to Floyd Central this off season, and of course, a couple announcements earlier this week that Bedford and Jennings County are now open. That is uh, what three, five jobs from the Hoosier Hills Conference boys basketball jobs that have come open here this offseason. That is really an unbelievable number. And it, it wasn't just in that conference or in southern Indiana. Really, around the state, there have been an unbelievable number of coaching changes and people getting out, uh, just kind of at a number that's unprecedented to what we've seen here for some time. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, I, I was hoping to kind of dig into this more and, you know, you get caught up in the day-to-day grind, but uh, I don't know that there's one reason why. I, I really don't. I don't know. You know, I know there's anecdotal, you know, evidence or whatever about uh, burnout and, and those sorts of things. And, you know, Bill Zick, you know, he he was going to retire and, and ended up, uh, you know, he knew the 
AD and principal at Southport ends up coming back, you know, to Southport. So I don't know if it's all one thing uh, necessarily. I mean, I think even last year there just weren't uh, there weren't many cha- there weren't as many changes, or at least in the big job. You know, there's always going to be there's always going to be a certain percentage of turnover, uh, and then there's always a domino effect by coaches going from one job to another. But but this does seem to be you know Franklin Central still open, Mount Vernon I think will close next week. Um, you know, we've had so many, you know, Jeff Teague takes the pike job, which, you know, you don't see that happen very often where a, you know, former NBA player comes back to coach his alma mater. So there's been just a number of, of, uh, of changes in the big jobs this year around here. And, and like you said, down in that direction, but you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's a thing where you don't see people stay in jobs for 40, you know, 35, 40 years, like you used to, or even 20 years, probably in a lot of cases like you used to. So. Um, that's sort of the nature of it anymore, but uh, but yeah, this year seems to be it seems to be a lot, you know. And so I think next year won't be, you know. That's kind of the part of the part of the cycle, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot to run a, a program anymore. It's it's uh, you know you don't it's maybe not three sixty five, but it's pretty close to it. You know, there's always something going on. There's uh, you know there's more access to kids now, but that also means you're doing more day to day. So uh, you know, there's just there's there's a uh, there's probably a story to be done there. Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star, he's with us Fridays on the show. Kyle, we're through the spring evaluation stuff, and of course now we've got opportunities in the summer for coaches to get out, watch some of the high school things in June, and then the live evaluation periods with the club ball, the grassroots stuff in the month of July. Any movers or shakers out there that maybe aren't getting the attention from IU or at least from the media because of all the transfer portal news and all the other things going on right now from a recruiting perspective. Anybody in our state taking some real steps forward here this spring? I'll give you one name that I've seen. I went up to the run and slam. I didn't really do much uh, work-wise on it. But last weekend, you know, <clears throat> there's a kid named Braylon Mullins who plays at Greenfield Central, and he'll be a junior this coming. He's a 2025 kid. And uh, I just, you know, I, I really think he's he's going to pop. I mean, he sort of already is. But, you know, I think he's a guy that may end up being a, a Big Ten type player. I, I think maybe uh, just needs to be seen more, has to play more. And, and like you said, the portal changes things too. Uh, but, man, I've been really impressed. He can really shoot it. And I think he's probably just a better uh, all-around overall player uh, than, than people realize. He's still relatively thin and, and whatnot, but you know his dad played at IEPY. He's got you know good genetics and and all that. But uh, yeah, I saw him play a little bit more uh, last week up weekend up in Fort Wayne, and you know just I think he's a guy that, uh, that maybe people don't know enough about yet. Or he, I think his name's out there, but maybe just I think he's going to be a really good player though. And I would say he's definitely one. I mean, there's other guys I've seen. It's kind of more up and down, and, and uh, depends on when you see him, but. Seems like every time I've seen Mullins lately, he's been really good, and uh, he he to me seems like a guy who's on the verge of, uh, of of starting to get some some bigger offers, and and maybe not, you know, maybe that's a portal, uh, you know, keeping that from happening. But I really like his game a lot. All right, good stuff, Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle joins us on Friday, always with the latest high school basketball, other sports, of course, recruiting. Kyle, thanks for checking in as we close out the week. You bet. Glad to do it, Matt. Thank you. All right. Kyle with us on Fridays. Always good stuff from him. That's going to wrap things up for the week. My apologies today. Been a tough show to get through. Just choked up today. Hope to be better on Monday. 
and back with you then. Mackenzie Mbaco, his decision tonight at 6 o'clock. We'll recap it uh, all next week. He'll either be a Hoosier or a Jayhawk, and we'll find out later today. Have a great weekend. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>